In the name of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So, I got some news from my old friend Boudreaux. He went to the doctor for his checkup, and after examining him, Dr. Robichaud said, Now, Boudreaux, you got a bad, bad disease? Yeah. I think you got about three days left. So go on home and rest. But don't worry, because you're not going to have no pain, no. Of course, Boudreaux was devastated. When he got home, he, he told his wife, Marie, Dr. Boudreaux said, I got a few days left. And I'm feeling pretty low about all this. So Marie gave Boudreaux a hug and said, now you go lie down, honey. I'll put on a big pot of gumbo. Now the thought of Marie's gumbo lifted Boudreaux's spirits. And after a while, he could smell the sweet aroma coming from the kitchen. So Boudreaux called his daughter into the room and said, Oh, baby, go get me some, some of that bowl of your mama's gumbo. I know it's going to make me feel better. So after a while, his daughter came back, and she was empty-handed. And Boudreaux asked her, Well, where's that gumbo you're going to get for me? His daughter said, Mama said, you can't have none. And he was shocked, and Boudreaux asked her, her gumbo would make me feel so much better. Why won't she give me some? To which his daughter replied, she said, you can't have none, because she's saving it for the funeral. <laughs> now, happily, it turned out that Boudreaux's diagnosis was wrong. Apparently, the doctor had gotten Boudreaux's blood work mixed up with that of a nutria. Um, <laughs> and as harsh, harsh as Boudreaux's wife may have seemed, in that story, one thing's for sure. She told the truth. Now, in the gospel lesson, Pilate interrogates Jesus, searching for the truth of who Jesus is. But Pilate already knows the truth about Jesus, doesn't he? In the preceding verses, when Jesus was brought before Pilate the first time, Pilate says to the Jewish leaders, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. So it seems that Pilate was trapped between two truths. On one side, Pilate knew the truth that Jesus was free from any wrongdoing. And then on the other side, on the other side, Pilate knew the truth that, Jesus, uh, the truth that to rule against the wishes of the Roman leaders would almost surely cost him his position of power and control. So in this trap, Pilate decides to hide his true convictions in order to maintain his earthly status. Pilate even tries to trick Jesus into incriminating himself by asking him if Jesus is a king. And Jesus then offers to Pilate the ultimate truth, the ultimate truth about his motives when Jesus says that he was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. And that everyone who belongs to the truth listens to his voice. As followers of Jesus, you and I are often placed in the same position as Pilate. We find ourselves stuck between two different truths that are quite often in direct opposition to one another. This time of year especially... Is, is usually a difficult time for me because I've been raised in this culture of ours that's turned the celebration of the birth of our Savior 
into a spectacle of greed and selfishness. I find myself feeling as though I'm holding the Bible in one hand and the Black Friday sale circulars in the other. Our culture has conditioned us to associate the birth of Jesus with rewarding ourselves in self-indulgence. And what makes this dilemma so difficult is that we know, we know the real truth of Jesus' coming into the world. And even with this knowledge, it's still hard to find that balance between the truth of Christ and the truth of the world. And you've seen me stand here and speak on other occasions regarding the immense contrast between the truth of the gospel and the truth of the world. And the greatest example of the clash of these two truths seems to occur each year in the season of Advent, which begins next Sunday. Now, Advent is meant to be a time of preparation and repentance as we await the coming of the one sent by God to save us. Sadly, though, we're often distracted from our spiritual preparation by consumerism. We easily become preoccupied with parties and with decorating our homes. And in the process, it's far too easy to lose sight of the real truth. I wonder what this time of year would look like if we were able to live only the truth of the gospel. Now you see, the truth of the gospel is not a truth that is simply believed in. The truth of the gospel is something that is done. In other words, to live the truth of the gospel requires action. Each one of us is compelled to go beyond merely agreeing with the gospel. Jesus told Pilate that everyone who listens to Jesus' voice belongs to the truth. To say that we belong to the truth dictates that we continually seek to know God through spending time in prayer and in study and also in our actions and the way we live. To say that we belong to the truth also means that we live as active witnesses on our journey with God. In the life and the mission of Jesus, we learn that the truth that the truth beckons us to be faithful witnesses, not just believing the truth, but again doing, doing the truth. And the truth that we're called to do does not originate in the world of mortals. The truth that we're called to do originates in God. This truth is not relative and it's not provisional. The truth of God is eternal. And it's an intricate part of how God reveals himself in our lives and in all of creation. It's a challenge. It's a challenge to live according to the truth of the gospel. And at the same time, truth itself is an essential element in helping us to sort through all of the things in our world that seek to tear us away from living that very truth. As hard as it may seem, we are able to walk in the truth of the gospel. We're able because God has given us this gift of his, unbound, his boundless love and his unending grace. We do live in a world of two very different truths. 
the truth of the world and the truth of the gospel. And like Pilate, we will find ourselves having to choose between the two, day in and day out. But we have something that Pilate did not have when he made his choice. We have the model of a Savior who taught God's truth. We have a model of a Savior who lived God's truth. God has indeed given us the model of a Savior who, as Jesus says, was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. You and I have heard Jesus' voice. We've heard his voice and he has called us to follow him. And so now you and me, now all of us, we all belong to the truth. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.